Welcome to a new season of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Thanks for accessing us however you are doing so. Thanks for hanging out with us as we traverse the landscape in this new normal when it comes to the 2020 Georgia high school football season. We're going to have a lot of good guests, and we will always miss our friend Tommy Palmer, who is an integral part of the show and an integral part of the GPB family. It is me and Hannah Gooden, and we will always have a third with us every single week this season. And since it's our first show on a weekly basis, we figured we would go straight to the top. The executive director of the Georgia High School Association, Dr. Robin Hines, Hannah and I asked him a lot of questions in about a 10 or 12-minute span. The first question, what's it like to talk about football games more than talking about COVID-19? It feels good to talk about football games on a football field. <laughs> you know, that's what we've been working for a long time to, to get it going, and, and, and we have, and, and it's going well. Been a bump in the road here and there, but, you know, overall it's been uh, very successful. Hannah, your first question for Dr. Hines. Oh, my turn. Hey, how are you, first of all? I'm great. I hope you are. We are doing well. I am calling in from home, so I've got my dogs outside. Well, this is a very different season in many aspects, so I wanted to ask you. I've been able to talk to athletic directors all around the state. Um, here in Metro Atlanta, I talked to Fulton County AD and member of the GHSA Board of Trustees, Stephen Kraft. He was so awesome at laying out this year's safety protocols. How's all that going, in your opinion? Well, I think it's gone great, and it's evidenced by the fact that we are where we are. Um, you know, I think, you know, back going way back into March where it was just a shock of what was going on. And then as we evolved and understood the reality of things and you know, was were we going to be able to make it happen and through the hard work and, and especially of those athletic directors and, and those coaches, you know, the coaches are the ones that have done the lion's share of work and, and making sure that their environments are as safe as possible uh, are the reason that we're here, you know, and, and because they want to play. And ultimately, it's because they understand the the good that comes out of high school athletics and activities. You know, I mean, the the, the life lessons that are learned, I believe, are it's as fertile a ground there as anything else that we can do. And and for just a student's, you know, physical, mental, and emotional well-being, we need to be back. When it comes to monitoring the situation on a weekly basis right now in addition to the games being played what what's the the current setup for that is it just keeping an ear to the individual schools and school systems and, and how everything is with the GHSA how is the situation monitored now from the office well we continue to do what we've been doing uh, since the very beginning, you know, we look at, at, at Georgia particularly, you know, in the positive cases, the, the percentage of positivity and those sorts of things. And, and I will say that we've been weeks and weeks and weeks where we've seen those numbers drop. You know, there may have been a, a week or so here or there where one or the other may have spiked a little bit. But overall, we're seeing a downward trend, which we're, we're really grateful for. Uh, you know, we certainly uh, – <laughs> You want to understand, but what's more important is those local districts understand what's going on in their community and and how and that goes for you know how they're treating their teams, how they treat their practice, you know what they're doing as far as you know uh, percentages of of uh, 
people that they're allowing as spectators and those sorts of things. It's 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 difficult and, and probably inappropriate to try to uh, have a broad brush and paint everybody the same way because, you know, like you were talking about Stephen Kraft in Fulton County, his situation may be vastly different than it is in Grady County or uh, you know, Randolph County, you know, so uh, it's important that those local districts and those local school boards and those local superintendents are involved and they're the ones that make those decisions because they make them for the kids, you know, during the school day and the activities and sports are just extensions of the school day and they need to be making them there as well. Absolutely. One more question on this, and then we will move on. I was a non-believer. I was preparing for no football season. Did you think we would get this far where we are playing games and fans are in the stands? I was, uh, from the very beginning, cautiously optimistic. You know, Mm -hmm. there were a couple of times when we were in the conditioning phase to where you know, I had I had some doubts here and there, but but it was it was time to push on, be safe. We were still being very restrictive at that particular time, and, and of course we still are in, in in many areas. But but yeah, I mean, you know, the thought certainly crosses your mind, and uh, but through the help of you know the governor's office and the Department of Public Health, and and especially our uh, Sports Medicine Advisory Council, which has been just awesome for this. And, you know, to think of those physicians that are given so liberally of their time, you know, to make sure that we're able to do this as safely as possible, uh, you know, gives you confidence moving forward. And then as we begin to see the, the numbers get better and move in our direction, then then we were having much more confidence at that time. You're in a, a state that is – top three in the country when it comes to high school football athletes heading to the next level what's it what's it like to see the state of Georgia grow and evolve to where it is not just a top 10 national player or a top five national player but in a lot of eyes a top three national player for the talent pool that goes to the next level well, it makes you feel good, and and you know I've already bragged on the coaches for the way that they've handled the the uh, coronavirus thing, and and I'm just going to tell you we have the best coaches in the country. Uh, you know they do a good job. I, I you know when I watched the state championships last year, for instance, you know uh, it was easy to say that the only difference between this and Saturday and Sunday football is maybe the size and the talent level. You know because I mean just the coaching is absolutely incredible and you know i was talking with my counterpart from texas and uh and he pointed out to me that per capita we were by far in first place as far as putting those kids into d1 athletics you know the next level and and of course you know we feel good about what we're doing we have great players here because we have great coaches and great programs and awesome communities that believe that it's important one of those players is quarterback Gunner Stockton for this season. I heard you were at Raven County watching a game a few weeks ago. Did you like what you saw? Uh, it was great. I mean, what what an atmosphere. You know, they've done such a great job up there in Raven County. And, you know, Jay Bo Shaw has, has, has done a great job. And, and I'll tell you, Gunner is a – He's a special young man, but he's not the only one. You know, they have some great players, and 
and and Prince Avenue, uh, boy, they came to play too. You know, they got behind, but uh, when you look at Brock Vandergriff and what he brings to the table, just incredible. And they came back, and some would say they should have won the game. Maybe they should have, you know. But I'll tell you, Raven County you know, did it at the end when they needed to do it. It was a lot of fun, and and you know we're gonna see a lot of those two guys over the next few years. You mentioned two great towns in Bogart and Tiger, and I know that with all of your travels here in the state of Georgia, you get to sample a lot of different venues and, and different programs uh, you know, on a, on a yearly basis. For someone who hasn't ventured out of their own city, and this is, since this is going out here around the state, what are some of the places that you've stumbled upon when you've been able to go out on a football Friday night that you might not have known about? What are some of those hidden gems that you've stumbled upon that you'd recommend to somebody who's just finding lights in a distance somewhere on a Friday night? Where, where would you send those folks? Well, there's so many places, and I don't want to get in trouble. Choice you know, D, but, all the above, right? You know, <laughs> you want to see everybody. Everybody has their own particular thing. But, you know, if you hadn't ever seen a game in Elbert County in the Granite Bowl, that's special to me. You know, I, uh, you know, absolutely. Uh, you know, when you, when you get down to Brooks County and, and see what Maurice Freeman has done with that program down there and the pride that uh, just goes through that community is is just incredible you know just you know anywhere anywhere in houston county i'm a little prejudiced there you know that's my home that's where i was a superintendent you know they 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 all do a such a such a good job i try to get up to habersham central and 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 white county from time to time and 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 just it's awesome and and my wife and i she goes with me every weekend and we try to catch a couple of games and and, uh, you know, we found ourselves that we were hitting the big marquee games, you know, with the large schools and that sort of thing. In the last couple of years, we've intentionally hit some of those smaller uh, communities and all that, and we have just absolutely enjoyed it. Now, you, you talk about Bogart and Tiger, uh, you know, that, that kind of, you know, there's just so much national attention placed on that, but it's still a small place, and, and you can just see the pride that those communities have in their facilities and the way that they do things it just it's just a it's a great feeling and you know just the fact that we're able to do this just makes you feel good you know all over because you know the the thought of not doing it is really depressing one venue that i loved last year was having the championships at georgia state stadium i thought that was a phenomenal location the staff was awesome as we progress through the season god willing I know the championships look much different this year in late December. What are your expectations for that, and, and what's the timeline? Well, I think it's going to be great. And, you know, obviously, if you just look at a calendar, we took our season and we picked it up and moved it back two weeks. But that would put us playing on Christmas Day if we did that. So we moved it back a little bit, and, and the, the championships are going to be the 28th, 29th, and 30th, and that will include the the girls' flag football championships as well. And it'll be a, you know obviously a three day event. But going back to uh, you know working with the folks at Georgia State, I agree with you 100. percent I mean those people have been absolutely awesome. Charlie Cobb is great to work with, and uh, Patrick Hatcher, who is the guy that's the nuts and bolts facilities guy, has 
has just done just bent over backwards to to make it work for us and you know we feel really really good about that partnership and 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 hope that we're going to be there for years to come uh just just really happy with that and plus the the football footprint of that stadium really meets our needs very well you know and so uh you know we've got we've got plenty of seating but it's not like you're lost in a cavern in there you know so so it 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 was just a it was a great venue it was a great atmosphere and we look forward to get to it again this year and robin one of the the parts that is part of the fabric of Georgia high school football is our dear friend Tommy Palmer and uh, I will always talk about Tommy in a present tense as a tremendous friend. We, he was lost to us too entirely soon to, to lung cancer just before the season started. Do you remember the first time that you met Tommy? And I guess this is a compound question. First time you met him, and what do you think Tommy means to Georgia High School Athletics? Well, I can't remember the first time I met him because Tommy has always been there. You know, I mean, I've been listening to him, and and, and I'm gonna tell you what now. Uh, you know, it was it was different. You know, uh, last couple of weeks of of leaving stadiums and not being able to pick him up, and and you know that's just a comforting thing. And and the network that he had built, you know, throughout this whole state, and 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 the, and all the characters that he knew that would call in and no talk and, and and do that is it was just a great deal of fun and 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 I consider Tommy to to be a great friend as well and and our partnership uh you know with Georgia High School Association and and him and his broadcast and all that is certainly one of the highlights that that I've experienced in the in the last 3 years and and certainly glad to do so and one thing that uh a lot of people don't know. Tommy would always talk to me. I play music, for instance, and and people may not know, but I guess Tommy did too. And he was a bass player, and he knows I played bass in a couple bands. And and he would uh, he would talk about that with me, and he'd talk about gear and you know what was my rig and what kind of guitar was I playing now, and and just just a, a true friend and a true gentleman. And uh, and I'll tell you what, we're gonna miss him. Uh, uh, we, we already do, and and but he'll always be part of us, and he'll always be part of the Georgia High School Association, without a doubt. Executive Director of the Georgia High School Association, Dr. Robin Hines. Robin, thanks for hanging out with us here on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. We figured with this being our first one of the week of this season, a season like no other in a new normal, we figured it absolutely made sense to have you as our first guest this year. Thanks for hanging out with us here on GPB and the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Well, thank you. It was good hanging out with you, but better to hang out with Hannah. Y'all have a great <laughs> afternoon. All right. <laughs> thank you, Dr. Hines. He's absolutely right. correct. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> See y'all. Bye-bye. <laughs> Sorry, John. You know, I was talking to Chris <laughs> County head coach Brad Harbour, and you know what? Uh-huh. He said the same thing a few days ago, that he liked talking to me better than you. So what how does that feel? What a shock. <laughs> What an absolute <laughs> shock that folks like talking to you more than they do talking to me. And you know, and I, I know why. I know I know why Brad said what he said is because that uh, I did not uh, give him a Mountain Dew before you got to talk to Sarad Bryant. I know that's exactly why this was. I didn't. I did not give him a, a proper tariff for allowing a, a, you to talk to one of his players. That's exactly why that happened. Yep, that'll do it. And speaking of Sarad Bryant, we are putting out a new feature this year. I'm doing some Zoom interviews. He was my first 
interview for the feature, Georgia Tech commit, awesome kid. Yep. This feature went out yesterday, so you can go to gpb.org slash sports. It's on our social media as well to catch up with Sarad. What an awesome kid. He works at Chick-fil-A now, and he has got just a bright future in him, John. And that's not the only thing that's going on these days here at GPB. What else is going on and where can folks like friend us, be a part of the conversation? I know that there's a big shiny graphic that has like five different pictures on it for social media that I can never remember all of them. Yeah, we're everywhere. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube. Check all those channels out. We are putting out lots of content this year leading up to our very first game, October 2nd. So we're getting a lot of questions from people about when our first game is. It will be Friday, October 2nd. We do not know the game yet. A lot of logistics that go into it. A lot of high school campuses don't necessarily want us there because of social distancing. So there's a lot that goes into this. Um, And if you're a part of us on any of those social media platforms, you will be the first to know where we'll be broadcasting from. We're also doing something really cool this year before the broadcast, John, we're going to be doing a 30 minute show with you and Matt and myself. And it's going to be called recruiting recruiting 2020. And we're going to be breaking down, the top recruits from all over the state. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, it's going to be fun because, you know, as we were talking with Dr. Hines about being a top three state for high school talent here in the United States, you've got a lot of kids going to a lot of different schools. It's not just the Power Fives. It's the Group of Five. It's Division Two. It's the, the FCS. It's Division Three. It's NAIA. A lot of places are coming to the state of Georgia to get their uh, college football players. And so this will give us a chance to let everybody know Who's going where? Who's still in play? Who's having second thoughts? I know that uh, a lot of folks here in the state of Georgia were looking at Elijah Judy uh, as coming to Athens to be a part of Kirby Smart's uh, Georgia Bulldog roster, but he has uh, since decommitted from the University of Georgia. So uh, a lot of folks are going to Pennsylvania to try to get Elijah Judy to be a part of their roster in the uh, the 2021 season. So. Uh, a lot of information. We're going to fly through it every single week to give you the greatest hits and uh, a lot of other cool stories that are attached to recruiting and high school football here in the state of Georgia. So remember, that's going to be on before the Football Fridays in Georgia broadcasts, and then we're going to carry that all the way through the early signing day in December. So remember how it was last year for signing day. It was an absolute madhouse when it came to everybody declaring early. And so it'll be uh, you, Matt, and myself giving the lay of the land when it comes to one of the biggest topics here in the state, high school football recruiting in Georgia. That's going to be fun for GPB Sports Recruiting 2020. Yeah, and if you can't wait until Friday to see and hear from John and I, <laughs> you can watch see us on See and hear Facebook Hannah Live. and put John off to the side. No, you can watch us on Facebook Live every Wednesday, GPB Sports Facebook Live for Countdown to Kickoff. It's a really fun, interactive 30-minute show. Uh, we take comments in the comment section. We have a blast. So catch us on your lunch break on Wednesdays. And one thing we do on that show is we do games to watch. So, John, I want to ask you before we wrap this up and for everyone listening, what are your games to watch? Well, I got teams to watch. I mean, you're looking you're looking at a whole lot of different a whole lot of different teams. Can Grayson in 7A continue to put up the points that they have? Uh Jamie Dubos at Lounds, what can uh, he do as a first year uh, being a first year head coach at a 7A school and his crosstown uh crosstown rival for the Wintersville Classic is a guy that we know. Uh, Rush Probst, and he's at Valdosta. That's going to be one of the big storylines this year. You've got all the teams in Gwinnett County. Colquitt County, 
did not do their first two games that were on their original schedule because of COVID-19 concerns. How will they hop into non-region play and region play? And, you know, then you're looking at 6A. You've got Lee County. Buford loses their first game of the year to uh, North Cobb, which was a big a big surprise uh, a week and a half ago when that one came online. You've got Carrollton, uh, Richmond Hill. We talked to Matt Lazat uh, a little while ago to kind of get the, the feel of things down there at Richmond Hill. You got Northside Warner Robins. Uh, they got uh, their their first win for their new head coach a, a while back, so it's good to see that. And 5A, you know, Warner Robins, they came back after their original early season loss to Valdosta. They come back to beat Archer. So the region of doom for me, there are several regions of doom, and really that's probably where I'm going to focus a lot of my attention. Region 1-5A, you're looking at Warner Robins, Coffee, Veterans, Wayne, and you're going to have somebody there that could be a fifth team in this five-team region that will not make the playoffs, and they will make a mad dash had they been in. So you've got region 1-5A, 1-6A, 1-7A, 2-single-A, 1-double-A. All these regions are going to be worth watching. It's going to be a fun year across the board, Hannah. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm just so happy that we're back. We're talking football. We're back in the studio, social distance, of course. But like I said in the interview, I really did not think we would get this far just with all of the precautions. And, you know, I don't think anyone's life is is worth a sport or having in-person contact that's not necessary. But football and sports are so important to these young men and women across the GHSA platform and sports can change your life. And these kids get another year to show off their talents, to get that scholarship, to make their dreams come true. So I know how important this is. And it's also important for my career and your career. We love doing this. We love telling these stories. So I'm so happy to be back with you, John. And we'll be doing this podcast every Monday. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and it was good to hear Dr. Hines say, because you and I both know what it means to all of these communities, to these schools, and what it means to be a part of their football Fridays. And, you know, just if uh, everybody takes care of themselves and take care of everybody else uh, along the way, then uh, we'll get to... We'll get to uh, the end of December and the end of the calendar year, and we'll all meet at Georgia State, and it'll be fun to determine all the championships in a three-day event this year. And so that's going to be fun for uh, those of us here at Georgia Public Broadcasting and for all the member schools of the Georgia High School Football Associ- uh, Georgia High School Association when it comes to football. That's our first round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast for the 2020 football season. She's Hannah Gooden. I'm John Nelson. It is produced by the irreplaceable Sean Powers each and every single week. We will be right here wherever your favorite podcatchers are found. You can subscribe to the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast, and it is a product of GPB.org and GPB Media. For Hannah and for Dr. Robin Hines, I'm just John. Play it safe, everybody. We'll see you next week. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.